0: uh they almost used to come in every single day and nobody
1: thinks about them and thinks about how they deal with grief i've got this i've got that and i still feel this absolute grief yeah and um, that mourning for something
0: you've, you've got to try and just be kind all the time for me that's that's why i always say i always be kind because you, you never know you know you might say that bad word and you go to bed and that person might not never wake up.
1: It is Sophie Mailan and Danny Maylin, and this is your mental health gym. Yes, we are back at the gym again, but this is all things mind and a bit of body. But we are talking about the latest news and also our views on mental health. So thank you so much for all your comments of late. Um, It was so good to hear so many of you open up about anxiety. and how you're coping with it or not coping with it because we don't always cope with it straight away it's finding the right coping mechanism. There's a lot
0: of similarities, isn't there? A lot of people coming in and saying how they dealt with things like the sort of the way that I do or what Sophie does. And I think it is about just finding your own coping strategy, something that you feel comfortable with, especially around today's topic as well.
1: Yeah, Let definitely. you fire it off. So, as you know, it might have brought back memories of your childhood, your youth, um, but there's been quite a few deaths that I've reported of, of late the latest one being good old tina turner the pop yeah. legend um and i know for a lot of people i know like the queen's death and different things can bring up your stories of grief and also is to talk about not just grief in the sense of losing a loved one but grief in the sense that when we go through different cycles so i've actually been speaking a lot about um, in some of my women's wellbeing groups about menopause. And I lo- know a lot of people have that hidden grief of when their body changes or they've had a hysterectomy and they've lost part of themselves and they feel guilty for feeling this grief. So it can come in all shapes and sizes. I, I think as well, it's
0: like, like I say, all, th- all shapes and sizes, but like, look at things like Tina Turner, uh, Queen Elizabeth, So they're deafs that are not, you know, they're not related to you. you They're not personal friends. But because, you know, they're within the public eye and you can relate to them. So like, for example, with with Tina, it's, it's relating to songs that she sings. They may have been songs that have helped you through good times, bad times, you know, trying times, you may have connected those songs to your emotional feelings. So, you know, when you lose somebody like that, you know and somebody passes like that you, you think to yourself oh it hits you it hits you yeah same, same, same with the queen I remember when queen Elizabeth passed obviously the amount of people that went down and were, were paying their respects to her were just absolutely unreal there were kills and kills of people for, day, for days on end weren't they
1: yeah and then obviously there's also been good old paulo grady as well he yeah. sadly passed and i think what it brings up is when people pass um all the kind of important things they've done for people's lives. Not always when there's people who won't mention names.
0: Well, um, well listen, you've got to be honest, I think You've got to be yeah. honest, and not to mention the name, but obviously somebody else passed this week, and I think for a lot of people, there were relief, or you know, you've got your comeuppance, if you like, uh, and I think that's a natural feeling when when, when people do you bad or do somebody bad like like You know, that person supposedly did, uh, or, or was convicted of doing. Uh, people, you know, you don't show much sympathy because you think to yourself, do you know what? You know, it's like Tina Turner, you start reminiscing songs and Queen Elizabeth you start looking at the good days and then there's other people you think to yourself, yeah, that's it, you're gone. And, that's, and that's how we deal with grief. It's your mind, or my mind anyway, saying to me, yeah, that, that person did wrong. So is that what they deserved?
1: Yeah. yeah and and so it's interesting because i'm a christian and i realized how how many things i still have to deal with with people because so when the man died um recently and i was like yeah i'll do a news report on that um because he was one of the nastiest person i've ever interviewed i think he actually made me cry if i remember rightly Um i remember interviewing him in sheffield he was so rude and like humiliating he just was not bothered who was around Um and I thought you're, there's something evil and sinister about you. And it, it's that hard thing, because I know you shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but then I think sometimes that's denying the truth about someone yeah, as but people, well.
0: pe- people need to as well. The, 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 you know, obviously the people that were involved in this circle of horror, I'll call it. I can only imagine how they're feeling now. Probably, has justice been done? No. I don't think it has because you know something like that justice could never be done in my opinion uh but i think that that there will be a little bit of relief i don't think anybody deep down is is, like joyous about somebody passing um but uh, again i think it's your 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 mental well-being it it will because it it will bring back memories now for these people because they may have just been getting on with their lives and knowing in the background that this person's still around but then now it, it flashes it up. But there hasn't been that much media coverage, neither, which I think is great.
1: Yeah, because it's a bit like if there's a terrorist attack or something, um, you don't want to give any more coverage to those people who don't deserve it yeah. and who want that adulation, they want that power. And um, so often we actually choose not to name or to report on certain yeah. people or do more than, or we focus on the person that they've harmed if they do want to be named and known. Than the actual person who caused yeah. the harm, but I think I, I, it's you know you, you can just go on about it all day, can't
0: you? But I think, like you know, death is just one of those things where it's going to affect everyone, especially mentally. And your, your emotions you, you, you come across emotions that you've not come across before, and but also it, it can it can numb you as well, and you get to a point where you know, it, it, it hits you and reality sinks in. Uh, and I, I remember that uh, when when my grandma passed away, she was, you know, I had a wicked relationship with my grandma. I remember me and my mum and my brother, um, she lived in Spain and we went over, found out that she went well and we were in hospital with her. And, uh, you know, they sent her home, she got cancer. Uh, and me and my mum and, and, and I tell her, we come back home for a bit for about two or three days just to gather us thoughts and so my uncle went out there and then we went back out and on on I think it was just about the time that we landed she uh, she passed away and I remember getting to an apartment and, and my uncle just sort of coming towards me just shaking his head as my mum's walking up the stairs and I knew then that, that, that she'd passed and I remember walking into an apartment and it was just horrid because I, I just, you know, because it, obviously when it's when it's an immediate family member, it's like somebody's just chopped off your arm, and you know, you know, you are you, never ever going to have a conversation or see them again. So, so mentally, it can be really, really tough.
1: Yeah, and also I think it. You always think um, you're not valid in feeling a lot of grief. So I remember when my nan passed, and I was literally just I was beside myself, and I tried to speak at a funeral, and I was just. A mess and it's more for me less about people's names in certain situations in terms of like they were my nan so therefore i can grieve this much they were this yeah. i can grieve it's all about that relationship that it brings up isn't it it's all those yeah. memories and um good bad like with my nan it was all good and so it's it's bringing all those memories and i think that's why we always talk about having a blended family because family is definitely who you make it. Yeah. So you could have like an auntie who's not biologically an auntie, but they mean the world to you and yeah. actually losing them is worse than losing someone yeah. one I mean,
0: else. See, for me, it's so like obviously there's, a, there's, a, there's an age gap between me and you, as, as, as people know, so we've got like nine years. So I've got to a point in my life, I'm like nearly 44 year old and, and, and unfortunately, I've had, you know, probably over the last couple of years, four or five people around my age have passed away. And, you know, for for all different reasons. And I just think, I just can't, sometimes I just can't believe it. And it's like, like I was saying earlier on about Tina Turner, obviously, when I was growing up, I heard a lot of Tina Turner, my mum singing away, and even, yeah, even my grandma bopping. And, you know, so she was a part of my childhood growing up the impression that she left on on me myself and my parents and and you know she's she's going she's gone so it's like it's worrying now for me because i think to myself i've got to that, that time in my life where i'm going to start suffering loss of, of friends family and it's like it's how you deal with it and, and obviously i've suffered loss and it's difficult it's difficult and the only the only thing i can say is just make sure that that you surround yourself by Friends, family, people that that care about you, people that you can talk to, because that's the main thing. You can talk to people. I was speaking to a bloke from Ripmy over at Rip Takeaway family. He sadly lost his wife uh, a good what month, month to six weeks ago, and I actually went went along to the, the the funeral a couple of weeks ago to pay my respects, and I could just straight away just see the pain and anguish on his face because he'd like lost his lost his limb, lost his soulmate, and. You know it's, you you know you, you don't know what to say to people because I, I I don't know about you guys but I hate that when people go oh, I know what you're going through oh, I know what you're going through reason being is reason why I don't like that is because I think that people have, have been in similar similar situations where you've you've lost somebody but you, you don't you don't know what situation that person was actually in.
1: Mm. within that
0: so it,
1: and i think it, grief is so complex it's not ever just simple either. Yeah. it's not it's not necessarily you will feel like this and this will happen and i know there's different stages of grief but they can happen in all sorts of different wonky ways around it and manifest uh, in different points. ways
0: and, and it's like it's, it's how you deal with it and what support that you've got around you and people there so when people say oh, i know what you've been through," i think to myself well no you don't because you know you had this in your life or you did this and you felt this way Uh, that's all gonna impact on how you feel about the situation it might be that you deflect onto others and and, you know you do something to to hide the pain for yourself it might be that you know you're just so engrossed in helping the rest of your family through it that you don't actually grieve yourself i don't know it's it's just one of those things that's,
1: that's and i think that's where they when they do say talk about mental health it can really help people because it's that whole thing we all experience things differently and when you hear about other people's stories there'll be some part of those stories you connect to and then some parts that you're like oh no i haven't felt that but it's not that your feelings aren't justified it's just that we all cope and deal in different ways so like if you aren't feeling great in yourself you need to sit down and just switch off and watch yeah. tv or whatever whereas i need to keep as busy as possible and be active and do something to take my mind off it but then it's also seeing what how dan copes and how i cope it's actually meeting in the middle as well yeah. because both of us can do both of those things to the extreme where it's not healthy anymore
0: well that's what we spoke about last week wasn't it with, with the anxiety and, and, and people commenting in and saying that they'll, they'll deal with anxiety this way, it, it, it all does just snowball into one sort of thing, doesn't it? I mean, like mental health, it's, it's so broad in the aspects of what, or, 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 this is my opinion, again, you know, we're not medical professionals here, and me and Sophie just give our opinion of mental health and, and how we've coped uh, with our struggling times. And for me, I, I, I think there's just so many aspects to it, but, but in the end, it, they all do sort of snowball into each other if you don't get the support, what you need. Now, an example of that is, is like, so I, I know, I mean, I've been with you and we've worked with the, the street angels and we've been around Leeds helping the homeless. And when I worked at the butchers, uh, the homeless used to come in every single day. And nobody thinks about them and thinks about how they deal with grief. And I remember one of, one of the homeless chaps passed away he were really well liked within the homeless community really well liked such a nice fella and he passed away and they were absolutely gutted they were and they were all walking about they were crying they were upset but people just walked past them thinking well oh, they're crying because they, they, they need drugs or you know they're crying for... but they were actually crying because they'd suffered a loss they'd suffered they, they were grieving and people wouldn't give them time of day. and it's like you know, we're all human beings, and we've all, we've all got feelings, and we're all going to feel it regardless. And 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 within that community, they, they lost somebody that were dear to them. Yeah. But but the, so just before you, on you, you, so what what used to do me, Edin, is that so we used to interact with these guys quite a lot, right? And what they would say to me is is that i would say like oh have the council not tried to rehouse you and they would say yeah yeah they've, they've, they've put me in a flat but I come back on the street and i'm like why what's up because you know did you, could you not get a job Could you know we're you struggling to pay bills and they're like no because as soon as they put us in a house that's it they leave us they, they didn't get no more support and they were used to being out and they were used to obviously begging for, for, for the food and, and, and whatever And all of a sudden, they're in a house. Yeah, it's warm and it's got lights, but it's quiet. Mm. And that was a thing. When they're in this homeless community, they felt safe together as a group. And I know that when we went out, we come across pockets of people, didn't we? And they were like, there were two in that door, two in that door, three in that. But then they'd all be together and they'd all know each other. And I think, you know, with mental health, the point I'm trying to make here is, is that especially around grief it doesn't matter what walk of life you're from you know if you're living on the street or living in a five million pound mansion we all it all hits us and it hits us hard and it's how we deal with it and it's the people around you don't judge somebody just because they look upset you know that's so true
1: and i found sometimes when i've been in like on paper the best places in my life i've been doing like documentaries for tv i've looked like i've had it all i've been dancing around the world and you can't stop yourself feeling depressed yeah you can do as much as you can to, you know the five ways of well-being to move to connect to give and um, to learn just to keep growing but there are some times with depression and grief that you just feel like you're trapped in this glass. And sometimes it can be worse when you're in this good position because you're thinking, well, I've got this money now. I've got this, I've got that. And I still feel this absolute grief.
0: Yeah.
1: um, That mourning for something. Um, And it's much beyond greed, uh, like greed. People go, but look, you've got this, you've got a nice house, you've got this. And that is nice sometimes just to take stock and realise what you've got. Um, but at the same time, if you haven't got that, that thing in your life, that person, which is yeah. much more deeper, as I always say to you, I I always say riches and looks are to rent in this life. And I'm only, I've dealt with grief with like my nan and like, I know it might be weird for people, but my aunt was like the big one because I was so close to her. And the only person who's hugged me like her is you. Yeah. And it's weird when I first met you and we hugged I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And it brought back memories and, but then for the first time, like you were talking about us getting older and stuff, because I've written so many stories of couples together, elderly couples, and they're inseparable and then they lose one and it is like literally they die of heartbreak or whatever. And for the first time, I'm scared of that because yeah. I've never been in a situation where we are literally, we can do stuff on our own. It's not like we need to be together, but we just enjoy naturally being together. And you can start to see how people, whether it be a best friend or a relationship, when you have that person who's your absolute core and soulmate, it's it can be quite scary. Like you are saying about your friend who sadly lost his yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It, it, it's tough. And then, for me, so this is a story that uh, I, I, I've not told many people this. but it's I, and I've, I've told my kids this. I've spoken to my kids about this, and I think it's you know not in a bad way. It's just to, you know just to try and educate them on how we speak to people because it's something that uh, you know I've carried on, on my shoulders for years. And, and, and my granddad passed away when when I was ten. Uh, absolutely, i help my granddad. And he passed away. It was Christmas night, Boxing Day morning. So he woke up, Boxing Day morning. I remember it was about half past five, six o'clock in the morning. And me grandma was screaming, we were all around there for Christmas. And he'd he, he gone in his sleep, had an attack and, and died in his sleep. he got up with a bit of indigestion from having too much cheese on Christmas Day. <laughs> That's where I get it from. And he'd he, he passed away in his sleep. But what happened was, me being a ten-year-old kid, I'd got a or Kit for Christmas, and I, I was playing with this cimbalom, and I got it in the hallway. I remember it like it was yesterday. Absolutely awful memory. Uh, my granddad he, he come out of the, the dining room, uh, and he told me to put it away two or three times, and you know, being ten, would not listened because so I wanted to play. We're getting it was past bedtime, and he come out and he was barefoot and he stood on one of these little players, uh, and obviously he got a bit upset started having to go and telling me to put this sabochi away in and told me to go to bed and i got angry and had a bit of a paddy told him where to go at 10 year old and went off to bed and that was the, the last time I, I ever saw him uh, uh, and it was just then living the rest of my life thinking the last the last words that i said to him sorry were uh, not nice so it's like that that then leads into grief, where you know you're living thinking to yourself. You've you've got to try and just be kind all the time. For me, that's that's why I always say, always be kind," because you you never know. You know, you might say that bad word, and you go to bed, and that person might not never wake up, and you never get that opportunity or chance to to say it again. And then it's 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 dealing with that. And for a lot of lot of my childhood, I was always thinking. I never really spoke to it about my mum and dad. And obviously, they'll probably think back and, and remember the moment, but not think it's relevant because of the grief that we were all having at the time. But for me, it's always played in the back of my mind that I should have you know I shouldn't have done that. And it, I'm an absolutely gutted. And I like, ten year old. I was thinking, was well, it my fault that I upset him too much? Do you know do you know
1: what I mean yeah so it's, but and I think that's one of the like emotions a lot of people can feel is that guilt over different yeah. things that was said or weren't a bit said emotional, then. it
0: would just just like I said let's really spoke about it more. but it's uh yeah so
1: it is though it's those memories and it's those oh, I wish I'd done this or I wish I'd done that and yeah actually it, it is what it is and yeah. That's it, it, that's the problem. You can't really fix life, you can't it? change it. As but like say. you say, you can learn from it. So like now, mm. you've taught me. We always go to bed, and we have a hug, and we finish on a yeah. good bit, de- like a good end, whatever's happened yeah. in the day. And it is that whole thing because um, I always remember thinking, um, Gosh it must be so hard you know like if you just totally don't get on with someone and you've got to share a bed with them and you know yeah. that you're lying next to them and I've been there where you lie next to someone who just you live totally separate lives you've got different wants different feelings whereas with this it's totally different
0: yeah
1: whereas it's that but like you say it's ending on a good day and actually okay what can we do as a positive and hopefully from this today i know for me it's inspired me i've still got like i sadly lost my granddad quite tragically but i've still got my grandma left and i've still got like elderly aunts and relatives and relatives abroad and it's made me think right so get in touch pull out your finger stop just yeah. waiting for tomorrow it's all right i'll call her next week actually just give them a call show them your care because like you say life is so short yeah and it's about making the most of the people around you and there's there's your love um and the and the thing is it does it does get better it, it might never heal completely but it does yeah get better and it, it does. does subside
0: so i think we're sort of going to finish here and just sort of say that you know with grief and mental health it's very important that you, you you take that support from your family and your friends, but there are people out there. There that are there that are organisations out there. Samaritans, uh, you know, mine, they they will help you. They will help you through this tough time if it's like sort of cancer related as well. Like Macmillan, they have a, for, for, for the partners and stuff like that, or for family members, they have a, a, a help with grief. So just get out there, and you know, th- try and think of the good times as much as you can, uh, but seek that support when needed. All right, so yeah so we'll be back yeah. next week
1: definitely and if you've got topics you'd like to suggest or guests please do let us know comment below or if you're listening do please leave us a review we'd love to hear from you and thanks again for watching or listening and just taking part wherever you are sending you so much peace love and shimmies
0: peace love and shimmies see you soon, guys. See you
1: soon.